0: Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy. And joining me now is PFL lightweight champion, Man Manfio. Haush, welcome to Half the Battle.
1: Thank you, Brothers, I really appreciate it to be here to talk with you today, Daniel.
0: Oh, the honor is mine, Haoush. So welcome to Atlanta, Haoush. How are you liking the ATL so far?
1: Thank you, man. I'm loving the city, you know. We are just in front of the Olympic Park. Uh, my kids this time is going to... They will come to watch the fight to thursday so we want to go to the aquarium to the coca-cola factory and uh, eat after the fight definitely gonna make like a a lot of good restaurants around here
0: oh yeah man and the coca-cola museum and the aquarium are pretty awesome places to check out so definitely do that i gotta ask you man how does the heat here compare to where you're from in Atlanta in Brazil? Excuse me, because it's pretty damn hot over here.
1: Yes, right now in Brazil is a winter, so in my city especially, uh, it's really cold right now. So like forty, forty-five for Brazilians, this is is really cold, forty degree. So and uh, here in Atlanta, I, I like it because Florida is too hot. Here's being really, you know pleasable for me. I really like it. I like the city.
0: That's awesome, man. So, listen, Atlanta has a history with classic fights. I mean, we're talking Rashad Evans versus Chuck Liddell, Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway, Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum. Is it exciting to fight in a place like this where people truly love and respect MMA?
1: Definitely, definitely. It's, It's always better when you have, like, an audience who really likes and loves the sport, you know, you you have more respect from the fans and then you give a better show, in my opinion.
0: Now, I don't know if you know this, but you actually have a bit of history with Atlanta yourself because back in 2017, you fought Chaz Walton, who was the best lightweight from Georgia at the time. Now, he was undefeated as an amateur and as a professional, and he was knocking everybody out in the first round left and right. You handed him his first ever defeat. Do you remember, Rouge?
1: Yes, of course. It's after my fight against Anthony Perez, is my favorite fight. Because I won the Titan FC belt. And a tough fighter. And he had finished, like you told everybody, in the first round. And I knocked him out in the first round. So was I was really proud after the fight. It was my first, you know, worldwide belt. So I I, I was really happy. I, I didn't know he were, he were from Atlanta. But I, I to be honest, man, not, not like because I'm here. I really like this city. Yeah. It's like- like oh we need to to go around after the fight and chill a little
0: definitely man and if you need any recommendations for some good brazilian spots just ask me because i know every single one off the top of my head uh,
1: yes text me after please really for real text me because we're going to stay here until sunday night so we have time after the fight
0: awesome so after your fight with Sydney Outlaw in 2018, you took a few years off, and you came back a brand new man, and you've been undefeated since. So, what changed for you in those few years?
1: Man, uh, this, these years, I didn't take off on purpose, you know. Uh, for some reason, God made me wait, and uh, I got nine, nine fights canceled. I uh, Three months before PFL, I was quitting of my career you know, to give him practice classes. I want just fight because I love it. But uh, that dream to, you know, become a world champion was far distant from my reality. So I have two baby girls and I need to provide, uh, that time I need to provide to my house. So I was like, okay, I try everything I could in three years and uh, I can't fight anyone. Uh, God knows why. And uh, that time, this these three years, Totally changed me, and I have made the mindset I have today because I was struggling too much. I struggled too much to pay the bills, you know. But I, I became a strong man, a father of family. You know, my both my daughters born during that time, and uh, I grow, I, I grow. I if you want to be a strong fighter, you need to be a strong man first. So this helped me when I stepped in the cage back in the PFL. I, uh, I was ready for everything and I have fun with the moment. I enjoy was not not only you know be nervous to be there. No, I was enjoying because I knew like okay, I'm not even supposed to be here. And God opened this door, so I will enjoy and leave one, one step by time. And I did it and thank God we are here.
0: I mean listen you've always been a very strong guy physically but it sounds like in those years you grew mentally is is that correct perfect. Haush
1: perfect perfect that's it i was i always being very athletic physically and uh but uh, my mind was like okay i i think compare what i am to now i was soft definitely i was too soft because uh the, that life experience, you know, to, to have to provide to your family work and training at the same time. I never had this experience before. Uh, my parents always helped me in Brazil because they believed I would be a good professional. I always used my time to real training. I always been a really good athlete. I was disciplined, you know, I, 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 I did everything right. But in my mind, I still soft, because life you do not don't when don't life when life don't beat you, you not get strong. That that that's. So for the, in different occasions, I talk. Okay, now I can't do this anymore, and I learn. No, I can. Yes, I can. So I was like training with the professionals at American Top Team in the morning, giving private classes at afternoon. At a night, I I going. To, uh, I got to the. To clean offices at night so for in every day i did that and i was like okay i can do i can't handle that god make me a strong man and this is my, my like okay when i grab a fight i'm gonna make the guy pay for that and I, every day i was growing 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 enjoying the process and see how strong i i became because of the situations
0: wow that's that's pretty amazing man so i mean Would you say that there was like one realization or, you know, one big moment? Or was it every single day was a process in itself to help you get to where you are mentally today?
1: I have a couple occasions when like I work as a security one day and the Super Bowl uh, party with just millionaire guys and this kind of stuff. And that day they make like a strip club party. So I was totally broke. And I saw they threw in the air, like, barely $500,000 to the girls. So I was like, man, I can't even pay my rent. And uh, these guys are here, threw money in the air, wasting money with uh, alcohol. And uh, just, I told myself, like, no, I will make everything, you know, worth it. This process in my life is not gonna be like a history of a defeat person. I'm gonna overcome in Jesus' name. And uh one day this is gonna be a great testimony. And I, I am here to talk with you about this today. Yeah so, uh, we all have struggling moments, difficulties, and uh, but uh, if you we decide we have we have two options. Or we can accept, okay, I will live with that forever, or oh no, I decide to be different. And I will pay the price to change my life, and I will start now. And every day step by step, one day is better than other. and uh, but to, the resilience is in the process. So definitely I, I, I became a resilient man for sure.
0: So would you say that no matter how someone is in life, like they can turn things around no matter what?
1: doesn't matter what my manager uh, used to tell like, I have a Cinderella story because it was impossible to me be here where I am today. It was God, to be honest, it was God because I was ready as an athlete, but the opportunity sometimes we can't open the doors for us. You you can be you are ready, but uh, you know the occasion, the situation maybe is not in your favor. But uh, when God decides, like okay, now is your turn, I step in the show as an alternate. Uh, of the fighter who I gonna fight right now because i was the alternate of olivier being mercier i step in his place then another guy got hurt in the second fight oh I, I almost fought the my one of my best friends here not shoot who is in the tournament too and he is the uh, godfather of my daughter so and uh then they changed the fight and put me to fight and uh and Against Anthony Perez and the rest you know you we reach everyone and uh, until to become champion and uh, but it was impossible. do you have do you watch that that movie who are in broadcast right now America underdog?
0: I've never actually you recommend it?
1: Yeah, yes, definitely you need to watch. I am the Brazilian underdog, but this guy, the history is in the football. He did uh, Curtis something I forgot his last name. And uh, he became two times MVP in the in, uh, NFL. Wow. And uh, he was working in the grocery stores one year before. So it was just exactly like me. Cinderella story. And uh, after everything, he praised the Lord. And he told God, it's because of you. And it's, it's, it's what I'm doing here. Like, again, I am an underdog in the odds. And I love yeah. this because I can glorify the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. One more, because it's not about me. It's because it's because what God is doing in my life. I believe. I believe not... I am like a, a good example, like who, uh, like a, a good example of what God can do in a man's life, who really decide to follow His commands, and He changed my life. He never. He I I did the, the whole process. I struggling. I cry. I did many things I didn't want to do. My my pride was completely broke as a man. But uh, I, when I stand up again, I you know, tear my, clean myself from my tears and say, okay, it's a new day, and uh, I I need to de- I, I need to make my best again. I need to do my best again, and uh, I did it. I did it, and uh, I I'm very proud of who I became, and uh, I, I I know it's just the beginning. I think I have a more uh, a very long career, <laughs> and uh, I'm really enjoy the process every fight at a time. You know, praise God doesn't matter what, and uh, have fun, have fun. To be here in Atlanta uh, is a is a is a great moment for me.
0: Now it's very inspirational, man. And you mentioned how they initially matched you up with your best friend Nathan Scholte, who is the godfather of your child. Now. Yeah. Thank God the fight didn't happen, but was it awkward at all between you guys? Because I know you guys train together. I know that it's probably competitive in the gym, but under the lights is a different story.
1: Yeah, of course. No, we, we always help each other. And uh, I always played the, his opponents for the first season. I helped him the second season uh, a couple of times too. And uh was not awkward because he, he knew how desperate I was to grab a fight. So when he stepping in the show, he's a really he's real my friend. So he Man, I told you God would make something in your life, that he gonna change you and now he's answering your praise. He just be happy for me. And then I realized how, how good friend he are for me you know this make our friendship even stronger. And uh, even if today we need to fight in the show, we told them so no we just agreed to fight each other in the final. No playoffs, no before that, because that make makes no sense. We don't need the money anymore. So, but it definitely would be a, such an honor to fight him in the final. I wish him the best always. And uh, we help each other every day. I go at his house almost every week. He came to my house. So, was was a really bad moment when we knew we need to fight each other. It was terrible. But after, you know, we swallowed like, Okay, God is in control. Something gonna happen. And if it not happen, we, we need to fight. It's our profession. So we always tell we are not violent persons. This is just a regular work. So now is the time to prove. So once when we accept the fact we would fight each other, this becomes easier. And uh, I, I grow a lot that moment too my mindset because I was like no no I don't want to fight him at all I even talked like but I couldn't quit because it was my opportunity to be in the PFL and uh, after I make the way to fighting him my manager called and told oh God hear your prayers you're gonna fight Anthony Pattons in two weeks but you need to make your way again and I told, no no problem make the weight again in two weeks and uh, and he told, but don't worry because how you make the way today. They're gonna pay you, so they're gonna pay you again against Santa Perry. So I was like, ah, "Nice!" <laughs> and uh, it was a super excited moment. I returned to see my wife because last years has uh, that thing uh, with the pandemic, and we need to stay in the hotel like, for four weeks. So it was really hard. And uh, here we are again. Now, yes, a better situation. Uh, you know, I prepare myself. I think even better. Uh, have my coach here have my father here with me so I'm super happy excited my family is come to watch the fight i don't know if for sure if if their girls are watching the fight because uh, my oldest is 3 the youngest is 1 so probably my mom is going to you know stay in the hotel room but uh, definitely it's going to be a special moment
0: So, I mean, look, when you fought Anthony Pettis, I mean, we're talking about a legend in the sport. This is the former WEC lightweight champion. I mean, I remember where I was when he jumped off the cage and kicked Benson Henderson in the head. Then he goes on to actually submit Benson Henderson for the UFC lightweight belt. I mean, this guy is a true legend. Could you have imagined fighting him, let alone beating him a few years ago? Man,
1: I I always want to fight him, but I I talk with, would happen in a totally different situation like oh one day I'm gonna get in the UFC and I'm gonna be the guys They're like the regular dream I'm gonna you know make myself in the rank then Anthony Perez is the champion I'm gonna try grab his belt but in a totally different situation not that quickly you know I was fighting Titan FC then I got boom what PFL then I'm gonna fight Anthony Perez but to be honest, I didn't even study his fights uh, too much because I knew his game. I watched like every fight. I was a fan. I am a fan. So it was nice to fight him, you know. It's, it's nice when you see like a, an idol, you have a sport in front of you and now you, you need to fight him. It's super nice. It's super nice. It I was mandatory. I give my best during the fight. I almost knocked him out in the third round. So I think it was a clean victory and a great performance me after that fight i would never be more the same i thought okay i can't fight anyone i can win against anyone
0: what does a fight like that a win like that specifically what does that do for your confidence man
1: a lot because you always have in your mind like when you fight someone that famous the guy has some magic power we're gonna yeah. knock you out with an uh, invisible punch so after you fight and you see, okay, that is no magic. It's not different than the other tough guys I fought. It's just a super uh, good fighter. That's it, it's just stay there and uh, do what you train your whole life, but it has no super magic power. It has no uh, such a invisible enemy in front of you. It's just you go there, fight. So. I think has no bigger name than him to, you know, to, to give more confidence after he scored that victory.
0: So every fighter's dream is usually to make it to see and become champion. But Pia made it to where, I mean, you can aspire to become the millionaire champion for PFL. So do you at all, like, I mean, do you like not care? Like, man, I don't need to fight in the UFC. PFL is perfectly fine for me.
1: Well, of course, of course. That, that, to be honest, it, I want to be a, like a propaganda boy of PFL for many years. I, I like the format. I saw they're going to put some pay-per-view fights. They are growing, growing every year. They are doing everything I think is right. We are on ESPN. And uh, we are climbing to be the, definitely the, 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 the second biggest show in the world because the UFC has a couple years in the front. So, But eventually, if the PFL continues doing what we are doing, We are going to be same level than the UFC. Because they are putting the money, they are bringing the fighters. They are investing. Now we go to Europe. And uh, they they really are doing the show uh, being worldwide. So this is what the UFC did in the beginning. And we are going, but uh, I think, faster. Because this tournament is very attractive to every fighter. doesn't matter where they are fighting. So I think this is always like a, a really good invite. And uh, I think it's just a matter of time to be like number one and true shows in the world be at the same level.
0: So after you beat Pettis, you take on Clay Collard. And listen, he doesn't have the same name as Pettis, but he's a super hard fight. And a lot of people thought that that was one of the best fights of the year in PFL last year. So was that the fight that kind of let you know that, like, hey, I'm ready to be a world champion?
1: Uh, Yes, yes, for sure. It was my strongest opponent so far. I think the fight, when the fight was over, uh, I knew for sure I won the third round, I knew I lost the first one and the second one, I was okay. I saw I punched more, strongest but I didn't know what the judges would think because when I slept and he came over me like in the floor but it was not a takedown, so I was like who are they gonna give the second round I, I know I did a little bit better but it uh, was like super tough fight I would not complain if they give a drown for their fight and uh, uh so I was, like, really nervous about who won. And uh, thank God they decided on my favor. I think the strongest punches was in my favor. And uh, he's a super good fighter, you know. Uh, and his chin is, like, superhuman. I think that's his main quality, his resilience in the, the, to receive punches in the head. So definitely if I fight him again this year, uh, I'm going to have a different strategy to beat him. Because I punched him really hard, man. I threw my knee on his chin, and I, I heard, like, clack. <laughs> he didn't, he, he didn't feel So I was like, who is this guy? His chin is like an iron. And I respect him a lot. He talks a lot of uh, bad things about me and cursing me and this kind of stuff. But I was like, I am a samurai. You know, I'm I, I here to fight, doesn't matter what. And uh, when I knock him out, I'm gonna give my hand and help him to stand because this what doesn't matter the person who treat how the person treats you as a Christian, I, I'm not allowed to treat the person as the same way, you know, I need to always show respect and show what I'm here for.
0: That's really respectable, man. So do you feel like because I as a fan think that, I can see you and Clay Collard fighting two, three, four times, like throughout all the PFL seasons. Do you view it like that as well?
1: Man, I think like we have the very uh, competitive game. You know, I saw. So I to be honest, too. I ha- I think I have the strongest opponent for me this Friday because the strategy, his fight game. I'm very curious to feel how strong he is in the body lock. You know. Uh, uh, and uh, my part of striking, I'm more, I, I'm confident I can uh, overcome him. But I think the most dangerous fight for me this season is uh, and against uh, Olivier Albin Now, but uh, the other guys are strikers, so Collard, Stephens, all these guys, we're gonna strike each other until someone falls. So it has no like mystery in the strategy, you know. And uh, I think, it, yeah, definitely. Uh, if he going through Martinez and I'm going through uh, Olivier Albin-Mercier, we, we're going to fight each other again.
0: So after you fought Clay, you fight for the million dollars. And look, man, it's every fighter's dream to get a paycheck like that. And listen, you're only 30 years old, man. So a lot of people could retire after something like that. How do you make sure that you still wake up for those training sessions? You're not staying in bed. You stay oh, motivated. Is-
1: Ah, this is easy my motivation was never for money i I learned that that three years I didn't fight because I asked myself like howsh why are you fighting because I I still training every day and I was receiving nothing and I got exhausted after the training session and I need to work and give a classes so I was like why am'm doing that and I realized like in the very deep of my soul like, I'm doing that because I really love this. So if you ask me three years ago, what are you going to do if they pay you a million dollars? I would tell like still fighting because I love to do that. You know, I not I not fight. Of course, it's really good when they pay you good. It's a different perspective I have of my life now. I bought a car I always want to buy to buy. You know, I have a nice car. I can live near American Top Ten now. And I, I can literally walk like a half mile to the gym. So I, I did. That. Now I can make things comfortable for me. But at the moment, is not the reason. It's motivation. The reason is because I think I'm born to be a fighter. I, I have this true love for the sport, you know. I am too nervous, excited to, to for the fights. I always get nervous. I always got afraid. My hands like... Cold, sweating, and I uh, and I, but when the, the this my song starts, and I walking through the cage, I make that walking out, and I feel all their energy. It doesn't matter if the guys are boo or if the guys are cheering for me. I I love I love that. Like I really want to become a fighter, and I did it since my twelve years. I was twelve years old. I won that, and I asked God, to please. I want to pay the price. I I had no idea. Because I was asking for God when I told him I wanna pay the price it was a super super tough journey. It still is because we need to make the wait, but I think now is regardless the waiting cut is just fun. Now it's just fun. The wow. worst part of the waiting cut. The only part I don't like still don't I still hating is this waiting cut. But the rest is just fun because you know now I like I have a guy like you make an interview with me. I feel very, such an honor to be here talk with you today. So, uh, the honor is you know, all mine, the brother. The person asking me for take a picture and I, I want to show the belt. And uh, Forever, I, I have that two belts in my, my living room, Titan FC and PFL. And I have the history bring of me. The career is short, you know. We never know when we're going to end. I want to fight more. I don't know, seven, ten years. But uh, we know we don't know. Maybe in two three years I stop. So I try and enjoy this journey more I can. You know.
0: Yeah. You told me at the beginning of this interview uh, about those you saw at the strip club throwing five hundred thousand on the girls. You could be that guy right now. Keeps you grounded. What keeps your head on your shoulders and lets you be as humble as you are. Uh,
1: Jesus. I I'm I'm I know how sinful I am. I know how God changed my life and uh, I'm, not, I'm not a hypocrite. I know I need to improve every day but uh, everything I'm turned to be is is a better man to take care of my family, is being a good Christian as a church and uh, I, I try to prove to the persons like show like okay I am a professional fighter but uh, I'm not a violent person in my routine. It's, uh, it's just my job, it's my professional and my profession. And uh, but uh, above everything, I am a Christian, I am a child of God, so I need to honor that. It's, it's very simple but very difficult because everything I do, the person's oh, you you are not Christian, how you do that? If I lost the control and I, and I, and I curse and I made a mistake, like oh, you're not Christian, you curse, and this so. You're, the persons are always watching you, and especially you know, for being a Christian, so uh, this is my motivating, this is what keep me humble, it's because I know I want to use everything is happening in my life to make the, my life with God improve, to help the other persons, to one day be a very good example, like, okay, I was in your position and you can win too, with God you can make sometimes was impossible i was just cry at a night but uh we you can overcome but uh if you have God if you put Jesus first that's is what uh, you know rule my life
0: so it sounds like if anything the million does just was more like now you can invest in your career, you can invest in yourself, you have the resources you need for good recovery for everything you once wanted. Now you have it and you're using it to your advantage.
1: Yes, of course. Like, if I want to do some massage, I go there. If I make cryotherapy, you know, I make like IV to repose like my electrolytes once a week, and uh, everything I can do better to recover my body, now I can. Uh, like one year ago was not possible because I had no money to make this investment. So my body now is stronger than the last season because I could recover more. I don't need to give private classes anymore. And I, I can use this to rest. And uh, it's very, the, the process is very simple, but it's hard, you know. Sit clean, rest a lot, train super hard. But that's it. And dedication, you need to rest. And uh, we, we, when you have no money, how are you going to rest if you need to work? You know, so make it a totally difference.
0: So you come back for the next season. You take on Don Madge in the first fight, and man, what a fight! was according to the scorecards, you were doing nothing. Yeah, you go it was, out.
1: I was losing the fight and the scorecards. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think my mistake for that fight was too comfortable. And I talk. You want to come like to. Strike in the near distance, you know, and give me space. But when he kicked me, he never hurt me. When he punched me, he never hurt me. So I was too comfortable, but I was losing the fight and comfortable losing. So my coach said, "Okay, do something. We need you. You need at least a knockdown in this third round. We need a 10-8, and because the the first round he scored more points, the second round we don't know." But uh, the third round, you need to kill this guy. And uh, once I decide, okay, now it's my turn, I finish the fight. So, was my decision, okay, now I go step in and strike this guy off. And I did it. So, it's more, we work for this fight in, uh, this Friday to do what I did in the third round in my last fight. In the first one, you know, take more position, grab more risks, you know. and But uh, because I know I have the power in my hands to when i to knock people out i kick super strong i have all the weapons to finish the fight fast so let's be smart don't go crazy but uh hurt the guy go hurt go hurt make make made mistakes you know do not be feel comfortable just because you know you have the power to finish the fight in one punch because this could not happen in the last one so it was a big risk So, but we're not going to make this mistake again.
0: So, this Friday, live in Atlanta, you're taking on Olivier Aubin Mercier. And I mean, we're very familiar with this guy. We've been watching him for years. Very hard kicks. His hands have been getting better throughout the years. He can mix in the occasional takedown or two. And one thing OAM is known for, he gets off to a really good start. So, it could be similar to the Don Madge fight in the sense that we know in the third round, he definitely slows down a lot. But Early, he's very strong. How do you make that conscious effort to, like, let's not let him get around off us?
1: Yeah, I think when the guy pushed me, I, I became a better fighter. So the fact he's come, he's an awesome fighter. I watch his fight in the UFC. Uh, I, I really like his style. It's nice to watch his fights. But uh, when the guy pushed me, I I, I I became better. It's easier for me, you know? When the guy is waiting for me, Normally, I take a couple of minutes to find my time. But when the guy comes super hard like he does in the first round, it's good for me. I I wake up faster, you know. I I need this when the guy push like Jeremy Stephens, Clay color, This guys push me, and uh, I I wake up okay. Now it's my turn. So I think that's gonna happen. But I uh, I will not waiting for him. I will the guy who push first.
0: So, you brought it up earlier. Once again, Haush, you're an underdog in this fight. I don't know why they keep making you the underdog over and over. Is that exciting for you? Does it not make a difference? Yeah, tell me your perspective on it.
1: For, it's very exciting for me because I have, like, this good prediction when they put me as an underdog for everything we're going through last year and against Domage too. So, I think this is going to be a better testimony when I tell, like, okay, hey times underdog and two times champion of pfl haush has a great story so that was motivated me too because when you are an underdog and you win this make like okay who is this kid you know he overcame again he overcame again he overcame again so this motivated me a lot
0: so how much longer do you want for, and what are your long-term goals in the sport haush
1: yeah, to be honest, after Grab that Million last year was my first time I talked to, okay, now I need to put a deadline for my career. Because even I love this format of PFL to one fight every seven, eight weeks. This is very aggressive to my body. So you make these three, four years in a row and you have like almost 20 fights in four years. So, yeah. Fifteen fights, almost in a year, in three years. So it's like it's too much, you know. Maybe this. Uh, so I think like long-term goals. I want to retire. I think more, fight more, six, seven years, I don't know, until my, until I have this burn, this this flame in my heart, this fire. I want to 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 be fighting, and uh, after that, of course, I'm already investing the money you know leave without your concerns about the how you're gonna pay the bills uh by the end of the month and i want to be a coach too i I think i want to help the other kids to grow maybe be and be a striking coach on american top team i don't know uh but for now i'm I'm thinking to do that you know i'm creating some uh, products with my brain now and uh hopefully this Became a success too, uh, but that's it. I, I have no, not. Oh, well, I I really like the idea to make a podcast. <laughs> you know, nice. Just to do it. Do it. I, I like I like to talk. You know, interview with some special guests and talk with the persons. Be nice. You know, uh, is I have a lot of ideas to be honest, but not for sure what I want to do.
0: Now, Hauj, before I let you go, man, you'd answer a couple fan questions? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Lieutenant Dan said, what do you see as your biggest advantage over OAM?
1: Uh, Watching his fights, I think I am a little bit faster than him. I could realize he's bigger than me, but I think uh, I can step a little bit faster than him. I think... One advantage is that I also think uh, I have a really good defense in the body locks, uh, and he's a judo specialist. is a good uh, weapon I, I need to have, so I am good in the counter attacks like he are too. But uh, I think the fact he's bigger than me make his more, uh, you know, uh, able to receive the body shots i think i'm more stronger in the body i can receive i'm more resilient than him i think this is my uh, best advantage against him but it's a super fight every fight is different
0: for sure dan goldstein says how is fighting in a tournament seasonal format like pfl has different as far as your training goes like is it harder to make weight or is it easier to maintain knowing that you're fighting so often
1: now, uh, for me, I always took a completely week off after the fight. I just, so you know, the, uh, my next weeks are going to work out like two or three times. Workout like very classic workout. And uh, I take like three or four days totally out of the diet. I can eat whatever I want, like ice cream. Because when I return to the diet after these three or four days, I'm ready psychologically to eat clean, you know, not to eat too much. But I, I give my time to rest. So, maintain my body. I give my time to... I The only way I found to maintain my body and, like, emotionally health, because the diet kills your your psychological stuff. Like, you feel like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And the diet has this power. So, I give me a break. I give me, okay, three, four, five days break. Eat ice cream, cookies, whatever you want, but when you finish, you finish. So return to the diet. It's the way I found to be motivated for the next fight, for the next waiting cut.
0: Nice. And Lieutenant Dan had another question. He said, "Do you think we will ever see Falevete in Brazil in the future?"
1: I think yes. I think even for after this pandemic is real is over, you know, because in Brazil we still have some the, the people still using masks there. So I think, it, or the next for the next year, or in 2024, definitely they're gonna make some shows there. I don't know for the main events, but definitely to like they did in Orlando this year to try find new stars, new fighters put in the show. For sure they're gonna make do that, and and I hope they put me as announcer. <laughs> I want I want to make the propaganda for them
0: nice man and uh that'd be actually really cool to hear you do that now ay said are there any specific fighters that were an instant for you when you were coming up
1: yes edson Barboza, and uh, today i had the the, the the pleasure to train with him was a big idol for me uh fedor Emelianenko, for in my opinion is the best fighter in, 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 at all times uh, i love to see michael chandler fighting i hope one day i fight him and uh, because he's really aggressive and a really strong, uh, you know, make just excited fight it. I I think uh, I can make a really good fight against Michael Chandler. And uh, uh, and uh, yes, this, this today, uh, Charles Oliveira is like a phenomenal. I like to watch, but it's totally different of my style, so it's not inspirational. But I like to see his watch well, his fight.
0: For sure, those are some great fighters you mentioned. Well, Haoush, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me here right now on Half the Battle. The fans can follow you at Haoush Manfio on Instagram and Twitter. Haoush, any message for the fans before we get out of here?
1: They never quit your dreams, never, 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 never. Even when you don't see any solution, no light in the end of the tunnel. If you put God first, I promise, I really promise, you're gonna win this. Battle. You're gonna win this battle don't
0: don't quit don't quit well haush thanks again man best of luck friday and i'll text you uh about the brazilian spots all right man
1: oh yeah perfect thank you bro
0: all right take care Housh. thanks again man
1: okay, bye-bye.
0: see ya so there you have it that is pfl lightweight champion haush manfio and what a cool guy. What an inspirational guy. I mean, he truly believes what he's saying, and you can see the results when he fights every single time. And this this Friday night, live on ESPN+, he's taking on UFC vet OAM Olivier Aubin-Mercier. Going to be a hell of a fight for the PFL season. And, guys, make sure you all follow Housh Manfio. And for all the fans, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, subscribe to Half the Battle Everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you guys very much. I'll be back later this week to break down the UFC card between Josh Emmett and Calvin Cater. That's going to be Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Follow me on Twitter at PyPix. And until the next time, cash these bets.